Stranger Things, Episode 2, Stephen. I met Stephen after probably hours of rejection, and to be honest, I almost gave up on the concept altogether. So it was quite refreshing to approach Stephen, a very positive, upbeat person. Um, you can see it in his energy that just exudes from his body. After I asked him, he proceeded to order a turkey pesto, and we had a great conversation. We talked about mental health, drug addiction, and the power of music in, in healing lives. I definitely learned a lot. It's funny, it's genuine, it's real, it's unfiltered, unedited, just a conversation between two strangers. It definitely hit me right when I needed it. Enjoy the conversation. So we're going three, two, one. We're live. Stranger Things. Good to meet. What's your name again? Steven. Steven. And you? Uh, Floyd. Floyd. Good to meet you. Real quick. So, long story short, is I'm a jackass. You can ask Luke. He he, he knows too. Um, but I'm a success coach. Okay. Great. So I work with people and habits and all kinds of things. But I'm not here to plug anything. Again, I really believe that some of the best, most fun, fruitful conversations are just with complete fucking strangers. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Again. Um, Oh, Fiona. There it is. We're, we're live here. That's right, Fiona. It's live action. Um, so, so, yeah, man, I guess tell me, what gets you excited? Music. Yeah. Uh, the healing power of music, without a doubt. That's the passion. That's um, cool, man. Storytelling. I love storytelling. That gets me excited. And learning and, uh, yeah, like you said, meeting people. Yeah. Meeting strangers. A good pesto turkey sandwich. I like what three thirty or what time is it? Yeah, man, you're you're right. Yeah, it's three o'clock, so it's not wrong when it's right, man. It's not wrong when it's right. So, well, that's cool, man. So you're into storytelling, music. Mm-hmm. I guess this. What's an opinion you have that like nobody else has? It's a great question. An opinion that I have that I feel a lot of people don't share it is the power of the first person narrative in terms of decision making and you know um, yeah I think a lot of people uh, don't pay attention to the first person stories and they um, get persuaded and influenced by media and false narratives rather than really listening and taking the time to listen to the first person for any problem, you know, and any solution. You gotta get both, you know, angles. So, so when you say first person narrative, God, again, I'm stupid, clarify that. You mean like just the actual story of an individual? Yeah, the individual and how they are treated and, you know, what their perspective is rather than, I don't know, it's definitely an opinion people have, you know, rather than just doing paintbrush strokes over communities uh, with laws or yeah yeah we kind of cut everybody in these big groups we try to yeah you know republicans go over here democrats go over there it's not that simple it's not black and white you know no never is that's cool man so so that's that's something you do so you do you said music obviously drives you what kind of music are you into yeah music saved my life uh, without a doubt wow that's really Tell me something. Yeah, it's a lot of music. You know, I love uh, the power that 
has that just connects to people. And, you know, the healing that I can have in a psych perspective. <coughs> in a psych perspective that people can really feel empowered to share and, and just be with music. So, a lot of different artists now. I love Tom Mish. Okay. He's an artist I need to see soon enough. Right. Tom Mish, you said? Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of soulful funk music. Jazzy. Yeah, man, that's cool. So you said it saved your life. Yeah, you can ask Luke. I'll give you a, a testimony on that one. Well, so, I mean, again, from you, again, that first-person narrative, you know, to someone out there that might be listening to this, and again, because we're all human, we all struggle, we all go through things. Yeah. Um, how did it do that for you? And, yeah, I think um, it was an outlet, you know, to express myself. It was uh, there when, I mean, I think everybody has, like, specific music they turn on in different times of their life, when they're sad, when they're happy, when they're, you know, so really can do a lot for different people. And, um, you know, I've been through six hospitalizations for mental health, and it's been a present in each of them. Terms of kind of getting down, then getting back up, or you know, a lot of my reasoning was I was too happy, so I was unable to control like you know myself with my passion, and music was able to cool me out and keep me level uh, through a lot. That's awesome, man. Yeah, help you like find the tempo. Yeah, of your life. You gotta find the right BPMs. (laughs) You know, keep it rock steady. You do, I, listen, I accidentally had the wrong BPMs and knocked a girl up when I was 17. You understand? So I agree with that. Yeah, it happens. Everybody does some... Yeah, it happens. It does, man. Where are you? Where are you at now? Because you living in San Diego? Yeah, yeah. I live in a Pacific Beach here. Same. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. It is. It's like a little studio apartment above the house my dad grew up in. So, definitely love the beach life, you know. So you kind of, you've, you've grown up in this. I grew up in New York. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in New York, and then I came out for school five years ago. That's okay. how I met Luke. I was through school. Okay. Yeah, he's a great guy. How is he as a barista? He's a little ass, but, you know, <laughs> I'm just playing. He's good. He forgot my my, uh, my strawberries today, but I don't blame him. Yeah. You know? You didn't need him, or what? I, I didn't. Well, no, I asked him for him. Again, you yeah. got to have... That's any relationship, man. You got to have a, you know, I believe this. You got to kind of have it, uh, you know, there has to be cooperation and you got to be consensual with stuff. Yeah. You know, so like, again, if somebody forgets your strawberries, don't hate people. I ain't going to do you no good. Just say, hey, man, can I get a couple strawberries here? <laughs> You're right. And usually you get the strawberries right. and then, you know, everybody learns. Everybody gets better. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> you know, but it's this passive aggressive shit. Nobody wants to talk about this stuff like mental health. And you mentioned that, like. Man, I've been 400 pounds. I was addicted to, you know, Percocet and stuff. I you know a doctor yeah. prescribed it. My doctor son's prescribed mother. prescribed it for me, too. Yeah. You know, for this. What well, did you? I broke my wrist. Ooh. Yeah. You know, I prescribed 60 Percocet. And my mom, you know, like the New York she is, took him by the shirt and said, what the fuck are you doing? You oh, know? wow. She ended up throwing it all in the toilet. But it's addictive, you know? It's a... Uh, People get into it. You, know, you, were, you said you were 400 pounds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How old were you then? Uh, I'm 31 now. I when I stopped taking Percocet and I kind of just made, changed my whole life. You know, a lot of things. But 
uh, I think it was 20, maybe seven, maybe eight. Is right around my son's mother, kind of long story short, she got addicted to heroin. He was six. I had to look him in the eye and said, hey, and I didn't know anything about heroin. You know, yeah. we, her and I, we had drank beer and stuff as kids and, and, and you know, smoked some weed. But everybody knew not to do heroin, yeah. okay? But here it was, he was six, and I had been riding his ass because his iPad, his video games were coming up missing. And I was like, look, you gotta keep better track of this stuff. So then I find out I was surprised, his mom's on heroin, I had to tell him, hey, sorry about that, buddy. Uh, it wasn't you losing the iPad, it's actually your mom. And I don't know when you're gonna see her again. And so then that kind of put in the search, and then that's when I started Googling. I didn't have a mom like you did. Like, yeah. So I started researching, and I found that the Percocet pills I was taking was basically just the same thing as the heroin. Yeah. And so now my son's got an addicted mother and a father. Yeah. And that kind of pissed me off a little bit. You know, so that put me down here and I've like in meditation, mental health, all kinds of philosophy, psychology mm. is pushed when you hear from that. Um, but that's that's an awesome story. Your mom, that's impressive of your mother to have that awareness. Yeah. You know, because how many years ago was that? Or when was that? Me? Yeah, man, that's yeah. And most people, like you said, they just go unthinking, you know, whatever a doctor says. Yeah. <laughs> you just do it. Yeah, definitely finding the right doctors is not easy. Yeah, I can proudly say I finally found one that I trust. It's been three years, uh, yeah, about two and a half years. And a lot of doctors. <laughs> a lot of different people that, you know, they try to, you know, 55, uh, three-fifths of all psychiatrists are about 55 years old now. So it's it's a grave tragedy that all these prescriptions are being written. You can get, get them at CVS, right? You can get them at Rite Aid. You can get them at, it's basically three big pharmaceutical like outlets. And, and they're the big criminals, you know? Yeah. Because they care about this, which is money. And not about people's lives and well-being. So. I don't. I haven't heard of any uh, red pill or green or blue pill like the Matrix to <laughs> take us out. <laughs> no, man. There's not. It's a. You're right. It's a wild thing the world we live in. You know. Yeah. It is wild. And we have this. Uh, we got this old brain. If you think about it, you know, our brains haven't changed much for two hundred thousand years. Yeah. But hell, even two hundred years ago, bro, electricity wasn't even. You know what I mean? And now we're all carrying around this, this shit in our pocket. We don't even really know how electricity works. I mean, we kind of get an yeah. idea. Yeah. You know, we're all using it. We just don't even... It's, it's wild, man. Tesla. What do you think about Tesla? Oh, I'm, I'm a fuck boy. I think Elon Musk is probably an alien, and I'd, I'd like to drive a <laughs> Tesla if I could. Yeah. You, you think know? he's an alien? I, what do you think? I think he might be. He's pretty smart, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I tell you this, another quote. What's something right now? And again, you, and if you, whatever you're comfortable sharing. I know you said you had mental health stuff. I mean, we all do. I think really. Yeah. That's why we don't talk about it. That's why I talk about it because I think it's we all. Again, we all get depressed. We all get really happy. We all get excited. We all get you know. It's how we manage that that makes the quality of our, of our life. But. But tell me this, what now, and you've came through all that, Yeah. what's something now at night kind of keeps you up, scared about, worried about? Concerned? What keeps me up at night? Yeah, I mean, maybe it doesn't keep you up, but just something you kind of, you find yourself, you're, you're focusing on, your thoughts are concerned on, or? Yeah, uh, I was, this morning I was downtown, Luke and I have, I started it with Luke, wait, four years ago, 
every Saturday, so the homeless downtown, mm -hmm. so pancakes and so, you know, we serve about 300, 400 homeless every Saturday morning. It's just a bunch of young kids and that are going and doing it. So, yeah, I definitely want to bring more music to those spaces. You know, I work with music with Voices of Our City, so they're a nonprofit that's focused on changing the perception of what it means to be homeless. So it's a full choir and then a jazz, soul, funk band that's, that's with awesome. it. Yeah, it's sick. It's really sick. Every Friday we have like these rehearsals that are just full of energy, you know, but thinking about music, like it can be so much more present in like, I mean, obviously you hear it in the background and here, but just in the life of people. Yeah. I feel like that would lead to a lot more healing and community gathering and yeah, just on, like, you can hear it driving by the Mercedes and it sounds good, but yeah, thinking like in terms of music venues and like festivals and. So you're kind of concerned, you don't, you feel like homeless people aren't really having access to music and that could be hindering. Yeah, it's, uh, it's something that, you know, people have speakers, like Bluetooth speakers and they definitely use them downtown. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, in terms of music in the, you know, far reaches of the world, that I have a family foundation that's focused on solar. So whenever you put up solar panels and attach them to batteries, you hook up music. That's what brings, like, the community together. Yeah. So, thinking in that regard, too, of outside of, you know, these fast-paced moving spaces, to get into the wilderness, get around natural life and, you know, just you know, stay medicated in the right way. And, yeah. and what get a more than just our name or our commitment to serving only high quality delicious coffee, a better bus. You know, <laughs> get a better bus. Well, that's the thing with drugs, you know, and it's. I mean, if we really want to be technical, like coffee's a drug. Yeah. It's being. You know. It's natural though. It, you're right, and that's why I teach you know? my kid. You know, if you. Like, if you can't fast from it, you probably shouldn't fuck with it. So, like, I've seen people say, I'm going to take a break from coffee. I've never seen someone be like, I just smoke crack on the weekends. Yeah. It doesn't really work that way. It doesn't. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I have a great family. I volunteer in the kids, but I just smoke a little crack on, you know. Yeah. Tuesday or Thursday. Yeah, just Tuesday <laughs> and Thursday out with the boys. Yeah. It doesn't really work that way. It's uh, a very good point. Well, that's cool, man. Um, look, I won't, obviously, I know you got other stuff to do and whatnot. Yeah, we got to see what Lucas. What is he doing? Luke's doing big things. He's making drinks. I heard he was getting off in eight minutes. Well, oh, there he is. He's working. He's working. Yeah, he's, like working. he's a hard worker. He's like one of those guys. Talk about mental health. And yeah. I, he reminds me of me. Some, some, you know, you want, because you're good people, you like to do good work. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you can like burn yourself out. Yeah. Like no offense. Like let's, I love Better Buzz. I live here basically, but Better Buzz doesn't give a damn with Luke if he cuts his wrist or if he's having a nervous breakdown or if he gets to, you know social time to again get that music get that yeah. healing get that invigoration they don't care about that yeah you know and um so it's important that we take care of that individual yeah we need to everybody's got to take the time yeah all right man well thanks very much for yeah, joining this, is, fun. this is a lot of fun um do you want to before you want to do shout outs any call outs you want to any socials anything yeah we were recording it. it's hilarious any shout outs or anything call -outs? for think, or you can uh, just leave it silent if, if you don't want to yeah, it's four simple words. Okay. So I'm leaving the podcast with four simple words. Can I say what it is, please? Come on, Which one?
Alright, give me the dirty one. He's dead, alright. Bucket, we ball. Bucket, yeah. we ball. And what was the other one? Thy will be done. Thy will be done.